Welcome to the Courage Fitness Podcast, a show where we aim to educate and inspire those of you who are looking to reclaim, maintain, and enhance your physical freedoms and your active lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the Courage Fitness Podcast. I've got Dave Rubin back in here and I wanted to share with you all a story about a recent client that I had. I want to, we we want to make an effort to start talking and telling stories about the people that we serve and the outcomes that we can get for them. So I'm going to tell you a story about my friend, Joe. Dave, good morning and welcome in. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to hear this story and I have some questions as we go through it. Oh man. So one of the things that we do as a staff every single week is we get together and the first thing that we do in our team meeting is we share our client wins. So we love to hear about what's happening for people inside of the gym and even more importantly, like what's happening for them positively in their lives outside of the gym. It's probably my favorite part of every single meeting. Uh, and we always get some really compelling stories. Selfishly today, I'm going to dominate this little win section because uh, I recently had a client graduate that I'm so excited for what we did for them. So this is Joe. And Joe was a referral for, to us from the dance studio that's in our building next door. So Joel and Maria sent Joe my way. And the thing that Joe, Joe was struggling with was knee pain that he's had for about five years that he had a, a small incident or something uh, about five years ago. And then he, it didn't bother him a ton initially, but right after COVID happened and the world kind of shut down and he stopped moving his body a bunch, it got exponentially worse. So for some context, Joe is about 70 years old. And the thing he loves doing more than anything else is dancing. He is a stud ballroom dancer. I almost called him a pro, but he's made sure that I know he's not pro yet. Um, but he does like dance competitions with Joel and Maria. They just finished one up in Charlotte about two weeks ago. Um, but the thing that was going on with Joe is that this knee pain and now what had occurred by having almost two years of not having access to dance and movement is now his left knee won't straighten anymore. It wouldn't straighten anymore. And the reason that was causing issue was obviously it was painful, but he couldn't continue to recreate the steps that he needed to in order to do the dances that he wanted to in the way that he wanted to. And additionally, when he was competing, he was losing points because of the shapes he was unable to create. So he comes to me and he's telling me why this is important. I learn through our consultation and just kind of working with him that dance is also where he met his wife. Uh, he met his wife in a dance studio and then they started dating and eventually got married and they danced together. And a lot of the numbers that they do, they do together uh, in the studio next door. So losing dance for this individual was not really an option. Like he was so passionate about making sure that he could continue to do this until the day he dies. And he was staring in the face the opportunity that he might be about to lose it. So I say all that to explain why he was motivated to now take action. So I'm going to kind of skip to the end of the story, but through about 16, 18 weeks of work, we were finally able to not only get his left leg much straighter, but now he can get through all of his dance sessions and lessons and performances pain-free. And it's super exciting. That's awesome. Uh, A question for you. Describe some of the things that you were specifically working on with Joe over the last four or five months to get to that point. Yeah. So the first thing that we had to do was start getting his knee okay with some movement again, because he, he had a lot of pain for a long time. And so he was just super sensitive to everything that involved kind of like flexing that knee, bending the knee, both being on the ground. And even when he was like sitting on a bench, trying to straighten that leg, it would, uh, it would give him a pain response. So we started with some very, uh, low level, just, 
Like think sitting on a bench, flexing your knee, like pulling your foot towards your butt and then extending the leg teaching the body that it was okay again to move that joint through some ranges of motion that it hadn't been in a while. We would do things like isometric. So think holds. Um, an easy example of one of the things that we did there was like a wall sit. The isometrics are really good because we can get some contractions in the muscles around that joint that's kind of achy and, and not feeling great. Drives a ton of blood flow in there, but it doesn't cause any breakdown effects or damage. So one of the questions I have is as a coach and as his coach, I'm not sure what your background is prior to meeting Joe with ballroom dancing. We have the Arthur Murray studio next door. They're fantastic. We actually work with the owners, Joel Maria, like you said, too. Um, how did you as a coach come to understand what actually he was wanting to do? It's one thing to hear him say, I want to mm -hmm. be able to dance. Your definition of dance might mm -hmm. be very different from oh. what his was, especially if we're talking about ballroom dances mm -hmm. versus, you know, club dancing or something like that. Mm -hmm. So what did you do as a coach to make sure that you were educated enough to understand what it was he was actually wanting to get back to? Yeah. So one of the things we did in the first handful of sessions was him just kind of talking me through what he needed to be able to do and showcasing those movements to me. So we'd be out on the gym floor and I would kind of say like, all right, show me step one of the routine that you need to be able to do. And he would show that to me and I would have him start explaining to me the concepts of how do you need to be able to move, turn and navigate the floor? What does that look like? What is it supposed to look like? Like show me your good side. Now let's see the limited side. Uh, and so that got the gears turning on understanding like, all right, what kind of shapes do we need to be creating? What kind of move, what does the movement need to look like? And additionally, uh, Joel and Maria next door were super helpful because I'd pop over there um, and when they would practice, they would let me watch a little bit. Like I just kind of sneak in there for three, five minutes, see what the routine kind of looks like, see how he's supposed to move. And they started helping me pointing out like, hey, you see when he does that, it's actually supposed to look a little bit more like this. Um, and so they were super helpful in helping me understand what it actually looked like, the end result of what he wanted to do. Because I don't know nothing about dance. I All have right. two left feet for sure. Ask my wife. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's super important because the approach that we take with our clients and the coaching staff takes with their clients is, we've discussed some previous episodes, our goal is to get people to be able to get back to the things they love doing or be able to maintain mm -hmm. the things they love doing or even enhance them. Um, and in doing that, our coaches are, are taking an intimate understanding and, and if they don't have it, they are getting an intimate, intimate understanding mm. of what the client actually wants to do. We're mm -hmm. not assuming what it looks like. Yeah. Um, so if it comes to something like ballroom dancing, you weren't super familiar with it, you made sure that you got familiar with it. Mm -hmm. If it's uh, a client who has a particular uh, other pickup sport or, or sport they're looking to play, and if it's not something that we're super familiar with, then the team is making sure that they're familiar with it. They're mm -hmm. not just putting everyone on the same cookie cutter program to get back to just general fitness. We're looking at very specific, this is what this individual wants to do. This is what's important to them. I better understand what that actually looks like. Mm -hmm. Don't make the assumption that, well, if I just make them more fit, they'll get back to it because that's not the case all the time. A hundred percent. It was understanding early on that I didn't need to make Joe a ton fitter. Like I didn't need to see his 
Um, like AMRAP scores go up. I didn't need him uh, trying to grow his back squat or anything like that. I needed him to be able to start creating basic human function again, pain-free, and then eventually translating that to the movements and the strides he needed to do on the dance floor. So for example, like we were doing at, at some point when it got to be where the knee was pretty okay with a lot of different movement and work, we started training the split squat. And we chose the split squat because one, it was going to be a, a tool that was going to allow him to easily get on and off the floor. Again, the dude's 70, and he wants to live a independent life for until the day he dies. And additionally, he wants to dance, of course. So the split squat becomes a fundamental thing that he needs to be able to do relatively pain-free and 100% consistently. Like If he gets on the ground, he's got to be able to get up with, with little to no assistance. Um, so a split squat became important, but like a back squat wasn't really important for us. Um, another thing that we needed to see out of him before I graduated him was I wanted him to be able to stand on one leg. Uh, on both legs, or excuse me, one leg at a time with both legs straight when he was that having that foot on the floor. So say the left knee was the um, needy one. I needed to be able to see that leg be able to be straight while he lifted the opposite one off the ground for at least 30 seconds because that was going to make me feel good about the endurance and the strength in that knee in those positions. And knowing that whatever turn, flip, or spin he wanted to do, he was going to be able to land on that leg with confidence. Um, and then we also looked at other things like his gait had changed. So he had started to f actually walk differently because his knee wouldn't bend. He had a toe that kind of, or a foot that kind of turned out and kicked out. So once we started reclaiming more of his knee movement and function, way lower pain, we started also training his walking. And we did that with just awareness, walking back and forth across the floor with and without shoes. Then we started doing things like loading it with single-sided carries and eventually loading bull sides, but just teaching him to be aware of how he was moving in space. And now that he can flex and move that knee the way that he wants to and is supposed to, he's got to also kind of relearn how to walk a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. So now what's next steps for Joe or a client like Joe? You got him in through and being able to reclaim the activity that mm -hmm. he lost. I would imagine now the focus is on being able to maintain all of these gains. Yeah. And if his goal is to uh, continue this activity and, and dance with his wife uh, until he dies, which is hopefully long <laughs> off in the future, he, yeah. he may even look to be able to enhance his current capability. 100%. Yeah. So where he's at right now is he just went through and he performed uh, two kind of showcases back to back. He did one here in-house where they debuted a, a tango and a salsa that they have been working on for a couple months months and then two weeks later they went down and this is the thing that they just did they went down to charlotte and did both an amateur and what they call a pro amps pro am so he danced with uh, maria and i think his wife danced with joel and they do a showcase there and i they did some very or they had, they had some very good scoring they had a very good showing um but yeah so next steps for him is, is going to be as he continues to level up um they have like a metal system so bronze silver gold as they move through the different steps uh whenever he runs into situations where he's having trouble creating what he needs to in order to, to level up. He knows that he can come in here and we can work on those things and continue to enhance his abilities now. Yeah, because you're 100% right. We've reclaimed, we've basically made it to where we're confident he can continue to do that long term. And whenever he decides that he wants to level that up and become even better, we have the tools and he has the trust in us that we can 100% do that. Awesome. That's really what it's all about. Right. Yeah, it's like what's. Oh, man. So that story always gives me chills because, I mean, again, this dude met his wife there. That's the thing that he loves to do with his wife the most. And just the thought of not having that shook him. And it was something that we deep dove on 
the first couple times we worked together. It's like, why is this important? That's one of the first questions that we ask is, why are we doing this now? Why are we starting? Why are we having this conversation? Why is it important? And when he laid all that out for me, he didn't initially tell me about the relationship with his wife and how he met her there. That came a couple weeks later. And I knew that it was important in the sense of it was the thing that he liked to do and it was part of his identity. I didn't realize the depth of that importance until he told me about meeting his wife and there. Well, that's, I think, credit to you as a coach because you spent the time to find that out. And I think that story highlights uh, the importance of creating that bond and relationship with a client, maybe mm-hmm. even before they become a client, if possible, mm-hmm. because Joe is probably... There's more people like Joe out there than not. Right. There, and generally speaking, not everyone who comes to us is looking just to increase their back squat mm-hmm. or get a six pack. The reality is they're coming for deep reasons mm-hmm. that they may not be able to express to us just when they first uh, make a phone call or walk in our door. Mm-hmm. And it's our job, and it's one of the things that we really take pride in uh, learning and getting better at. It's our job to find out what is that real meaning. Mm-hmm. And something else that happened, it just popped into my head is right around the time we were getting into like the last six weeks or so, like I could kind of, we were about to start hitting some metrics that I was really excited for him to, to exceed. He started talking about all the work projects he was getting done around the house. And he had been doing some yard work, but through conversation, I was beginning to discover he was starting to do way more and he was starting to finish projects around the house that had been kind of getting put off for a really long time. Uh, and he was able to do that just because he felt so much better. Like he wasn't afraid of going and working in the yard for an hour uh, and then not being able to straighten his knee anymore. Uh, but yeah, so that was just a story and example that I wanted to share with everybody talking about the, the type of people that we can help, the people that we are looking to help who we couldn't help previously, but we're confident that we can now. And we want to let as many people as we know that can, like we can be a space for people to reclaim the things that they have lost or are facing potentially losing if they don't change something about their current situation. Awesome. It's a great story. I know we have a lot more like that that we will get to share in the coming weeks, but that's a great one. Yeah, we'll definitely get all the other coaches on and and have them share some wins too. Dave, as always, I appreciate your time. Listeners, thanks for for giving us your ear. Uh, City of Durham, we're here for you. The rest of y'all, we'll see you in the gymnasium.